One of the things I love about Kelly and company in this program is the fact that when contributors come on, they invariably at this time of year will add things that will suit their own list. Like if I got this in my stocking or under the tree, this would suit me well. And this is the beautiful thing I love about our platform is that we get an opportunity to educate the audience in form, but also a little bit of uh, self-serving and, and able to say, <laughs> hey, if I could, I'd like this under my tree. Would you agree, Danielle? That sounds great, you know, and you get to know the people we're, we're, we're talking with a bit better when you know what they, what they're, what they enjoy and what they may not like so much. So yeah, I, I think it's wonderful to hear. And I hope that for them, their families are listening and get them what they ask for. <laughs> Absolutely. If not, they can uh, play it on one of the repeats, uh, 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. if they're not listening with those family members. I'm Brock Richardson filling in for Kelly McDonald alongside Danielle McLaughlin, who's filling in for Ramia Amuthan. Squidlid, wonderful name, is proud to announce the 10th anniversary Krampus Ball, which will return this coming Saturday, December the 10th, at the Opera House in Toronto. The Krampus Ball is a celebration of the darker side of Christmas that begins with a free parade on Queen Street East that confuses and delights the locals alike before the doors open to unveil Toronto's legendary alternative Christmas costume party. There's lots of diverse, eclectic music and visual arts as well. And we're chatting with the man who spearheaded the project, James Zirko Fisher. Hello, James. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Nice to be here on the show with you. Oh, well, we're really happy to have you. And we're really excited to learn all about Krampus. Can you tell us about that name? What is a Krampus? Oh, Krampus is actually... um... Well, it's it's been it goes all the way back to pagan times. Uh, um, it's a demon basically uh, that was it comes by once a year and to punish the naughty little children uh, to give some sort of ramification for their bad behavior all year round. Um, Saint Nicholas is the one that hands out all the toys and everything and um it was actually christianity that pulled krampus into the loop from paganism uh, to uh, dole out coal to all the kids and and whipping so krampus is a demon that is uh keeps kids on you know the good side the, of things the best behavior goodness best behavior <laughs> I love it. But uh, then... we, we like to we like to celebrate, uh, uh, you know, the fact that everybody needs a different kind of outlet this time of year. So um, being naughty is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, I mean, being kind to each other is still super promoted. But if you want to, you know, be express yourself in a slight, slightly darker or uh, quote unquote bad way, then uh, we all need that outlet. And there just isn't that much here in Canada for that, especially in Toronto. So um, when I created this party 10 years ago, it was was mainly as like a sort of punk rock rebellion to all the good cheer that was happening in our uh, (laughs) capitalist Santa culture. (laughs) Where did Krampus begin? It's it's a, a European tradition, isn't it? 
It is. It's it's uh, primarily in the northern areas, um, the Germanic areas, but it, it's all through Europe actually, because Italy and Spain actually have their own versions of it. They um, uh, even uh, Switzerland and uh, uh, Belgium, they all have different, slightly different versions of Krampus. Krampus is the the demon with the horns and the fur, but there's other um, other there's a witchy one. There's a there's a, um, uh, Black Pete, which is a little bit controversial, and it's also been said that Krampus, the demon, was sort of brought into the fold to take over for the eight to nine um, <laughs> uh, oh, <yes. laughs> servants that were happening, that were following St. Nicholas. It was like, yeah, it was, it's all, it's a bit loaded in history, which is also good to you know, bring people aware to the, bring up the awareness of that. And that our history is still, of course, loaded with all these funny things. So um, the celebration here with this party is definitely trying to, uh, create new history, but also being aware of where it all stems from and, and how we all want to move forward in, in a more positive way, even though it is in a, a darker theme that we all want to come across um, all encompass, all welcoming and all inclusive and um, allowing everybody's differences and um, being friends with each other, even if we have differences. So that's the theme of the party. And I think that's why I love Krampus so much is because it represents something that's a little bit off, but he's just unapologetically himself. Yeah, for sure. So can you give us specific details on what people can expect from the Krampus ball experience? Um, well, uh, like you said at the top of this, uh, there is a parade that starts right at the venue at 9 p.m. It's a quick one. We were going to do it another night, but um, it's super fun having it as the intro, intro to the party. And it's a free parade all ages. So if anybody wants to bring out their little kids to be scared, uh, <laughs> it's kind of like an extension of Halloween. And it's happened in the past. We have frightened a few children and even little babies in carriages. It's been hilarious. <laughs> and uh, then we all uh, head back to the venue, the opera house, and go in. And I've lined up literally 60 performers and DJs and um, music uh, and walkabouts and interactive pieces into all levels of the opera house. Um, we're expecting upwards of 700, potentially over 800 people. Um, it's going to be basically Halloween part two, but with a lot more horns and fur. It's going to be uh, quite an experience, especially being the 10th anniversary. We're really going big and bold with this party. It's going to be wild, <laughs> to say the least. Well, you describe your work as a multi-sensory project. Can you tell us more about what you mean by that? Um, like the work towards Krampus or my own personal work, you mean? Well, the, 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 work let's, let's start with Krampus and then let's hear more about your work too. Um, Krampus, yeah, it's definitely, um, because it's music and visuals and, um, performance. I feel like that's the whole, holy trinity. And, uh, when it can get, encapsulate people into an atmosphere and, take them out of their day-to-day -day and, and help them escape their 
normal lives and jump them into another kind of world for an evening. That's the objective. So um, I was brought up in a very theatrical household. So uh, the whole magic of disappearing into another world for a little chapter of your day is super powerful and super, uh, it's, it's just a lovely release. Um, and it's, it's a great energy boost to be able to you know, escape somewhere else in a creative environment. So it's, I try to keep it, uh, multi-sensory just so that, uh, people are overwhelmed and are forced to, uh, not be in Toronto anymore. <laughs> just be somewhere else. Sounds very, uh, very cool and very different. Um, what would you say would be the highlight for you in doing this? And yeah, just give us a little bit about that, if you would. The highlights? Uh, well, yeah, this party was basically built as a, um, a giving back to the community, um, giving back to Toronto, pretty much. Um, I also find as we're developing as a city, the growth of the city and, and how it's happening so quickly, there's um, <clears throat> there's a real um, tendency to tighten up and get a little bit conservative. We, we used to have some real hardcore punk rock elements to this city. And um, I feel like this party is one of the big uh, contributors to keeping the weird factor in, in Toronto. Um, partially based on the roots of the city and all the people that have lived here for a long time who have been weird all this time, but also just keeping that dialogue open of it's okay to be alternative. It's okay to be a bit strange. Um, it's okay to be, feel like you're in the normal situation too, and want to branch out too. Like it's, um, it's trying to be, uh, as I said before, inclusive to everybody and really uh, welcoming to everybody's perspective on things. Even if you don't like it, you just want to come out and try it. Um, I just, I like the idea of uh, the highlight for me is definitely pushing people's boundaries, but in a very nurturing way and in hopes that they'll be inspired to, whether they create on their own time or whether they get really excited about something again and it like, lifts their spirits, their their energy levels get higher, especially at the time of year that's about to approach. You know, January, February is a hard time for a lot of people. So just a little boost in everybody's esteem and and uh, and ho- hopefully inspires a lot of magic in, in a weird sort of way, so in a non-traditional sort of way. It's exciting. Well, I guess it's a, a way of adding a little darkness to the darkest time of the year. <laughs> <laughs> but in a... In a in a more playful way, less like brooding, depressing, and more uh, inspiring to keep going and and move through the the darker season. It was a strange time with the pandemic uh, because we couldn't throw this party, and I ended up having uh, to get creative with what I was going to provide, especially with a time like the pandemic creating so much depression with people because we were also trapped and and missing our social um, interactions and. I'm sorry that we've run out of time, but that was James Zirko Fisher talking to us about the 10th anniversary Krampus Ball taking place this coming Saturday at the Toronto Opera House. Thanks a lot, James. 
Hour two is right around the corner. We check in with our friends from W. Ross McDonald about their holiday projects that they have been working on. We also check in with our woodworking segment. Uh, Jeff Thompson tells us about an oscillating tool, which pretty much does everything. Next up, we have a community report with Kim Thistle. Stay tuned for that and much, much more in hour two right here on Kelly and Company. We'll be back.